Well, welcome back. It's great to finish out this devotion through the Gospel of Mark in chapter 4, 35 through the end of chapter 5. Four stories of Jesus uh, confronting fear and being victorious in the realm of faith and giving us hope and expectation that God is going get to us, get us through our own difficult times. We've looked at Jesus and his uh, calming of the storm, his casting out of the demons, and today we're going to look at Jesus' encounter with sickness and with even death. And so as we go through this, it's imperative that we remember that Jesus is in charge, that Jesus uh, calls us to believe and not to be afraid, and that as we trust in Christ, we eventually, as we persist, we'll see Him come through on our behalf. And so today we're looking at, in particular, a, a double story. It's a Mark and Sandwich story, where Mark begins a story, interrupts it with another story, and then returns to the original story. And you see that he does this quite a bit. It may be an indication of how he has used his sources. Uh, Peter and, and others may be, uh, depending on when uh, Mark is written, among the other Gospels, perhaps he had access to them. We won't go down that road today, but that's a, a fun discussion to have. But what we see is that Mark, in order to keep the reader excited and things moving, will often begin a story, interrupt it, and return. And it's a really interesting literary technique that, that drives the Gospel. And if you've ever read through the Gospel of Mark, which you can do pretty quickly in one setting, You'll, you'll not get bored. It moves very rapidly, and it's, it's an exciting gospel. Um, but Jesus crosses over the sea. He's returned from the, the region of the demoniac. He's crossed the sea, and he immediately is confronted by Jairus, the synagogue leader, who comes to Jesus and says, Teacher, my daughter is deathly ill. Would you come and uh, heal her? And Jesus says, Let's go. And they, they just immediately start heading towards this man's house. And it, it seems to be a great commotion. Everybody's crowding around, and as Jesus is moving, a woman who has had an issue of blood for 12 years says to herself, if I can touch his robe, I'll be healed. You see, this woman had been trying to find cures, and she had spent all of her resources. She appears to have been a woman of means, but she is now uh, out of resources, out of money, and the doctors have tried to help her, but they have not been able to, and it says that she's even worse off, that her condition has gotten worse, and her means are now expent, and she is at a point of hopelessness. But she says to herself, if I can get a hold of Jesus' robe, I'll be healed. And she works her way through the crowd, and she gets to him, and she gets a hold of his robe. And immediately, you know, John, uh, Mark likes that word, she's healed. She feels in her body that the bleeding has stopped, and she knows she is healed. Well, most of us would assume that Jesus would keep on going. How does he even know that anything happened? But it says in the Bible that he felt the power leave his body. And he goes to the, uh, the group and says, stop, who touched me? And the disciples say, Jesus, we've all touched you. And he says, no, 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 somebody touched me. And the woman confesses, I, I'm the one who touched you. And, and Jesus says, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be free from your suffering. I think that that blessing is incredible because, one, she doesn't have anything to be ashamed of. In fact, he makes her confess it to everybody. And he says, it's faith that has brought you here. Faith is what's going to see you through. But go in peace. You, you've got no qualms with me. You know, there's no negative uh, judgment upon you. Be in peace. And then this great word, uh, be free from your affliction. Be free from your suffering. And what suffering, besides just being ill all the time, we have to remember that a woman that is bleeding in ancient Israel is not permitted to be in the general assembly of the people. They're unclean, and they have to be outside until the bleeding stops for a certain period of time. This may have to do with health reasons. Who knows exactly uh, the motivations throughout Leviticus for the various codes? Um, but 
regardless of the why, we know the what, and that is, if you're bleeding, you need to be separated. So this woman's affliction, which has cost her money and it uh, appears to have been painful, also has resulted in her isolation. And Jesus takes the woman and says, you're, you're free, you're healed, you're free from the affliction, go in peace. And, and then he moves on. So Jesus confronts the chronic condition that has uh, a condition of sickness led to poverty and isolation, and he has brought healing, he's brought peace, and he has restored her to the people. Well, once that ends, their commotion is interrupted again by news that the daughter of Jairus has in fact died. And there is great sorrow immediately filling the area. You know, again, it's all very fast paced. But Jesus goes to Jairus and says, do you believe? You know, do you, do you hold on to these things? Then let's go. And he takes James, Peter, and John in with him into the house. He looks over the girl and he took her by the hand and said to her, Talitha kum. Mark is the only one that tells us the Aramaic saying of Jesus, which means, little girl, I say to you, get up. And again, immediately the girl stood up and Jesus orders them to give her something to eat. And they're astonished. You know, Jesus said, your daughter is not dead. He had told them she is only sleeping. And he had told Jairus, do you believe? Don't be afraid, just believe. I think that's the major theme of all of this that we're looking at is don't be afraid, just believe. If we listen to the words of Jesus, when things are rough, when things are at their worst, when we feel like there's no hope, listen to the words of Jesus. Don't be afraid, just believe. And he goes in and he takes on death. The dead girl, he rises her up and he feeds her. What do we, why is that significant? Just a little hint. They did not believe that ghosts could eat in the first century time frame. And so by the woman, uh, the little girl eating, it, it's evidence of her healing, that she is uh, ready to eat and be restored fully. He takes the pleading of a desperate father, the despondency of the lost of the family, and the death of the girl, and he transforms that through faith into help, hope, and life. And so God will look at certain death and turn it into a thriving resurrection she eats. So as you go on through your week, I hope that you will choose to live in the realm of faith. Follow Christ, do what he said. Don't be afraid, only believe. And just as Christ has power over nature, power over the supernatural, power over sickness, and power over death, he will have power over your situation. So trust in him. I hope you've enjoyed this devotional series. God bless you and take care.